game week, baby. Now it's real. We did it. Do you feel it? Congratulations, everybody. Do you feel like we do? Springfield. <laughs> Let's go double on the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name is Pat Duffy. Thank you for joining us. Big shout out to our listeners in Brazil that have been joining us the last couple of weeks. Thanks. Uh, uh, gracias. Nope. They speak Portuguese in yep. Brazil? Um, Spanish? Portuguese. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay. So I know no Portuguese. I don't either. I don't know Spanish. You just said no, and that's a word in Spanish. Okay. Uh, let's get into uh, what's going on here. So we will get into the actual game later in the, later in the show. Sure. But I would like to talk about this season as we begin this, because, uh, you know, we have the game to get ready for, but we don't have a game to review, because we already talked about <laughs> the game from last week, the last right. preseason game. Right. All right. So the Athletic, you're familiar. Sure. Okay. Uh, they have projected wins for every team in the NFL. They rip through all 32 of them, and they base it on a betting model, and then they simulate each game every team plays 10,000 times. Wow. That's a lot of keyboard tapping. Okay. So, that's a lot of Madden to be played. Well, it's funny. Like, why even play the season if you're going to do it that many times? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, it's what it is. So. They have the Bills winning the third most games in the NFL this season. Mm -hmm. They got the Chiefs at 12. They have the Eagles at 11.2 wins. They have the Bills at 10.7 wins, tied with the Baltimore Ravens. 10.7 wins. 10.7 wins, according to The Athletic. And before we even get into the Bills' predictions throughout the season here, it is interesting they don't have a single NFL team losing fewer than five games. That is very interesting. Like, is the competition in the league that close right now? I don't know. I think that's some screwy math, honestly. Why You're telling, when's the last time that there was only five losses across the league, per team across the league? Okay, now let's say they undershoot the Chiefs by f three wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still, no, I mean when, has there been a team that's gone 15 and two? Has there been a team that's gone 16 and one? That's a good point. I don't, and here's the thing: like, you know, I thought this was screwy. With I'm with you until I sat down and thought about it. Like, let's use the AFC for example. Mm -hmm. To get out of the AFC, a team would have to because the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Jags, they all play each other this season. Mm -hmm. Is one of those teams so good that they're going to get multiple wins against all those other teams? I, I guess not when you put it that way. But I think about, like, the cutoff for even making the playoffs. I mean, it used to be 10 wins. But, like, even like there were 9 and 7 teams, I think. Or 9 and 8 now, right? Yeah, 17 nine and eight. weeks. I'm, I'm trying to. Could you, right, when you get a second, just pull your phone up. Yes, here and, it is in my hand. Okay, great. What I'm asking you to do is give me the record of the wildcard teams last year. Did the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins only got to 9 wins and made the playoffs against Buffalo. I Let's could be see. wrong. I think you're right. And that's and that was my point where like okay that's seven or eight losses right there okay. and you're a playoff team yeah. you know so like that means that there are going to be teams that are worse than that so oh. half of the league is going to be worse than that but the AFC has changed a ton this offseason like the Dolphins uh, I mean on paper got better the Jets on paper got better New England didn't factor into anything I mean the teams that were good got better the teams that were, and there are more good teams, I mean, again, on paper in the AFC than there are teams from last season. Like, I mean, who's a walkover in the AFC right now? Indianapolis, maybe. Like, the AFC South is a joke. Mm -hmm. But even Tennessee, I mean, you never know what happens in that division if they can get the Jags once or twice, right? Like, it's not out of the question. I mean, the, it, just looking at it, they're the majority of teams in the in the 
AFC last season mm-hmm. had more than five losses. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it just seems like they're really undershooting it to give it. Five, am I understanding the stat right? Like, so they have the Chiefs at 12 wins, and yeah. they they have them having the most wins in the NFL. Right. See, because yeah, like, that seems that seems really low. Wait, I guess you think that. Wait, the, no, I'm I'm sorry. I think I'm really confused here. Okay. Are you saying that there's no team per the Athletic that's going to have more than five losses? That's uh, no. I'm sorry. More than twelve. I'm saying five losses is the most the minimum losses that they're. All right. Let's try this again. No team will win more than twelve games according to the Athletic. Okay. That still doesn't seem right. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I just don't believe. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, like, I understand the, the you know, computational abilities nowadays with stats and analytics and all that jazz. You're running it 10,000 times. It's fantastic. Whatever the case. I don't know. I just think you're undershooting it a little bit. All right. So they have the Bills at 10.7 wins mm-hmm. coming off a 13-win season. The Bills have not won fewer than 11 games since 2019. Yeah. The last time they won fewer than 11 games was the first year they made the playoffs with Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Is 10.7 wins a slap in the face to the Buffalo Bills? I mean, yeah, but I'm not upset about it. Okay. I would rather, like, we've talked about this before. Last year was all glory and, 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 you know, uh, pride for for the Bills in the national spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that spotlight comes an, an immense amount of pressure. Let the athletic and every other predictive model say we're going to win 10.7 games. I'm I'm okay with that. Is it a slap in the face personally? Yeah, I okay, think so it is. Okay, so you think the Bills are over 10.7 wins? Yeah, I do. Okay, so they get into why it's 10.5 wins. Let's call it 10.5 for now. Sure. And it all has to do with the schedule because, once again, the Bills have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. They talked about the much-improved AFC East. That's to be seen. But when you look at the rest of the Bills' schedule this year, since he on the road, you got the defending Super Bowl participants in Philly on the road. You've got an up-and-coming Jacksonville team in England, a game that, by the way, uh, Jacksonville will already be in England for. It's practically their home field. You got it. You got to go cross-country to play the Chargers in prime time on a short week during a playoff push. And again, as it seems we have to every year, we have to go to Kansas City and play mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Can anyone explain to me why yeah. we never get the Chiefs at home? I mean, we did a couple of years ago. 2020 during COVID, no crowd. Yeah. Which is a huge disadvantage for the Buffalo Bills. So that would be now, what, two years in a row? This will be the third straight year in a row that we have, yeah. Do we know why? I have no clue. I don't know why that, I mean, well, I know why we we keep matching up against the Chiefs. Obviously, it's why we're winning the division. Yeah, but like, but yeah, like, come on, man. Like, why do we keep having to go to Arrowhead? Back-to-back years, we have to go to Cincinnati, too, which I find strange. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So with that being said... T, you've already mentioned that you do not think 10.7 wins is an appropriate prediction. No, I think the Bills are going to be more than 10.5, 10.5 wins. The Vegas over-under right now is 10.5. Okay. And I'm with you. That feels low. Yeah. Kind of feels like they're trying to get people to bet under yeah. on a Bills team that all of a sudden has flown under the radar. I don't understand betting, so I'm going to need your help on this one. Okay, so the idea would be that the Bills were in such disarray at the end of last season Mm -hmm. that the rest of the division got so good Mm -hmm. that they want people that aren't Bills fans to buy into how bad the team is, take the under, and have the Bills coming in third place at 9-8 and in the AFC East. See, I would have thought it the other way, that they're putting the 
The win total so low. The win total so low that people would, but then, but then people would win. So what would be their point in doing? I that? think they think people are low on the bills, and if they would have taken, you know, because you got to find the exact middle. Because Vegas makes yeah. money on a fraction of a percent of losses most of the time. Mm-hmm. So if you have the Bills winning 12 games, everyone's going to take the under. If you have the Bills yep, winning yep, nine yep, games, yep, yep. everyone's going to take the over. And I think even then, like, even if you had them at 11 and a half wins, I think a lot of people would take the under on, I'm with on you. that too. I'm so yeah, you. I guess that makes sense to put it there um, and just kind of like dangle that that carrot so to speak. Okay, yeah, because uh, again, like if you're not a Bills fan and you look at the way that that season ended last year, mm-hmm. you would understand why uh, we uh, you wouldn't think the Bills can run with Cincinnati. You wouldn't think the Bills can run with Kansas City, even though, as we've talked about on the show before, the Bills just keep beating Kansas City in the regular season. And the last time they saw him in the playoffs, it was the greatest playoff game of all time. Josh Allen led two under four minute game winning drives to yeah. only lose an overtime without touching the ball. Right. And to your point too, like there's more competition in the AFC East, you know, in general, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers now, you got Judo Tungavailoa, and then you got, um, you know, <laughs> Bailey Zappi's back on the practice squad in, uh, in New England. So who knows what's going to happen there? All right, let's talk about that real quick. So I'm reading this week. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what happened, Bailey Zappi, a guy who started two games for the Patriots last year and won both of them, statistically played really, really well. At Mm -hmm. one point, they had uh, Bailey Zappi fill in for what we were told was a healthy Mac Jones until after the game where they tried to claim he was unhealthy. It's like they wanted him to start. He has not had a good preseason. The Patriots put both of their backup quarterbacks on waivers. They had Mac Jones as the only quarterback. And Bailey Zappi managed to clear waivers. They signed him back to the practice squad. And the idea is that Bill Belichick is going to keep him on the practice squad all week and have him be an emergency call-up for the first six weeks so he can get an extra roster spot. And I read this article about how Bill Belichick is playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Mm -hmm. When in reality, your chess is you have a quarterback that is so (laughs) bad that 31 other teams passed on him on a late round rookie contract. Yeah. So to your point, like that emergency call up, right? Like that is a new thing over and, the last couple of years. And I believe it's limited to six per player per season. It might even be less than that. Yeah. So you're saying like they could elevate Bailey Zappi as that emer- air quote emergency, um, you know, break the glass for yeah. emergency situation and it won't cost them a roster spot against their 53. Yes, they can keep an extra person on the roster. Right. So so I guess in that sense, I mean, that does kind of make sense and that is pretty smart, let's be honest here. But but at the same time though, it's Bailey Zappi. You know what I mean? Well, but 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 I guess Bailey Zappi is not really the point. It's the point that you can carry an additional position wherever you feel it necessary. The point that I'm making is this. A man who you wanted to replace Mac Jones last season, and don't tell me you didn't, because mm-hmm. we all saw it with our own eyes. Yeah. That guy cleared 31 other teams without mm-hmm. saying, hey, we'd like him, and Mac Jones is still your starting quarterback. Well, I guess to so waivers after release, everybody in the league, right, to your point, mm-hmm. can go through and, and put in a waiver claim for that I would player. like that person. Right. And but, you have to pay the contract that he has. Right. And they go to the 53-man roster. Yes, you can't put them on the practice squad. Right. So then maybe, I mean, every other team in the league had gone through training camp and practices in the preseason with at least three quarterbacks on their 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 90-man roster. Okay, so that means then, and let's say, let's go with every NFL team is going to keep two quarterbacks, which they are. Sure. Bailey Zappi then, according to the 31 other teams, mm-hmm. 
is the 65th best quarterback in the NFL. At best. And he was almost your starter last season. Yeah, at best. And he was competing for the starting job this season. I know they said it wasn't, but it was a competition. Sure. I mean, every, I, I don't care what they say. Everything's always a competition. Okay, with that being said, let's get back to the Bills here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, 10.7 uh, wins is the prediction third most in the NFL, according to this article in The Athletic. Here's mm-hmm. what's more interesting than anything we've talked about. Hmm. The, this model has the Bills winning, they have them two games higher than any other team in the AFC East. Interesting. They have the Dolphins at nine wins. They have the Jets at 9.1 wins. Wait, so the Dolphins in this decimal win world is at 9.0 wins? 9.0, Jets at 9.1. Interesting. If that's how it plays out, definitely one of them, potentially both of them, miss the playoffs. You're not going to have two, three. You're not going to have two. Is it three wild card teams? No, you're not yeah. going to have three wild card teams. Two of them making it with nine wins. It's not going to happen. Hmm. Which flies in the face of all the predictions we've seen all off season long. Yeah, I feel like everyone's ready to crown the Jets. Uh, everyone's been saying how good, how you know, the Dolphins uh, were well improved last year. Now they got a strong and healthy Tua Tonga Vailoa. Um, yeah, you would think that. It would be a, a three-way race for for representing the conference between uh, those three teams. All right. So with that being said, I gave you the Bills total yeah. from the Athletic, and you don't like it. You think it's ten point seven? I think is too low. Low, too low for the Dolphins at nine. Mm. Got to play the Bills twice. Got to play the Jets twice. Yeah. And what's the conference that we play the AFC West anyway, right? Because yes. we're playing the Raiders and all and that. And the Chargers. Which means they also have to play the Kansas Dolphins. City, Raiders, has to play Chargers, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they all got to play KC. Which, by the way, it's the and first. The, yeah, Chargers, Raiders, and um, uh, Chiefs and Broncos. Thank yeah. you. I didn't say Broncos. You said Broncos. I know. I said thank you to myself. Okay, great. Thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, no, nine wins. I don't know, man. I think it may be a little bit lower than that. So you wait. You think? Oh, what about the Jets? Over or under nine? It's it, it's so hard right now because we don't well, know yes, what. Kind obviously, of t- if it wasn't hard, you'd be a billionaire. Well, of course, but we but it's especially hard now with the Jets because we don't know what kind of team they are. Okay. They're a brand new team. No, oh, I understand. So I guess like just based off of my assumption, I think maybe the nine wins is going to be a little too much. I really think, and I'm probably going to eat these words. I hope I don't, but I really think that the Jets may fall flat. Okay, so let's put a pin in that because we're going to get to. We get sure. ready for this Bills game, Monday Night Football against the Jets on You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Gee, that's what you get. I get that. That's what God does to you for making that noise. Forgive me. All right, so we talked about the rough games that the Bills are going to be playing this season. Mm-hmm. The hardest games on the schedule. Again, Cincy on the road, Philly on the road, Jacksonville in England, Kansas City back in Kansas City, that Chargers game, cross-country Saturday night during a playoff push, ideally knock on wood. Mm-hmm. If you split those games, so I mean it's five games, so if you go three and two in those games, you're sitting pretty. Yeah. Every year, with the exception of last year, by the way, with the disaster that last year was, there was not a single, oh my God, I can't believe the Bills lost that game game. You're right. There were close ones. The Browns game was one of those games. Yeah. The Lions games was one, were one of those games. But again, both of those games you would have understood considering circumstances. Yeah, the snow yeah. out and then a road game four days after a road game. Yep. Right? But, I mean... The closest I can't believe we lost that game game was to the Vikings, and they had the best record in the NFC last season. And I would also say maybe playoffs are a different 
animal themselves. And I would maybe say the wild card game too was a close game of like, but they still but won, they won it. it. Yeah. I mean, they won. They found a way to win close games again, yeah. with the exception of Minnesota mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. season. Like that's what the God. I don't mean to dwell on the past, sure, but the fact that the Bills won their close games, with the exception of Minnesota, mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't have that holy crap, how did they lose that game? Loss the Jacksonville loss the season before the yep. Arizona loss the season before that. Yep. If it wasn't for that stuff in the middle of the season. It felt like that was it. Like this is it. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm with you a hundred percent. There, it felt like they had gotten over the hump of what had had haunted them in the past. Yeah, closing out those close games. Yeah, going off of the uh, the. I mean, you know, the the wild finish of uh, the Chiefs game in the divisional round two years ago. Yeah, it felt like okay, everything's finally coming to you know coming together here, and then you know. Obviously, it didn't work out. Okay, with all that being said, may either last year's an aberration or we don't have to worry about it ever again. Aberration? Aberration. That's what I said. You said aberration. You said aberration. Aberration. What is it? Aberration. Uh, what, who cares? I think. I don't know. You're going to start coughing again. That's what baby Jesus does when you yeah. say mean things. Right. All right. Let me give you the candidates for the holy crap loss this year. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Raiders at home. No. Commanders <laughs> on the road. Tampa Bay Thursday night at home. Denver at home. Of those four, which one's the holy crap, I can't believe we lost that game game? Smart money, to me, feels like it's got to be the road game. Why? Because all of those other, with the exception of the Vikings game last year. But again, it's a th- they were a 13-win of co- team. Of course. Um, those can't 14-win close- team? They were 13-3 and three last year. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the other two games that you mentioned, Arizona a few years ago, and then... Jacksonville, um, Jacksonville was on the road, yeah. Right. Both of those games were road games. So okay. I would think that just based off of that, let's just go with the, the so trend. That leaves one game. That would be the Raiders, right? No, Raiders are at home. Tampa Bay's at home. Denver's at home. Commanders are the only game on the road. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I would say that th- that would be the game of all of them to be like, what the hell happened? Oh, here? no, it's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's so? the what? The, Tampa Bay's terrible. They're starting Baker Mayfield, and he was competing with Kyle Trask to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Name, right. me, name me three Buccaneers, can you? Uh no I can't. <laughs> I mean, they're done. They're, I mean, Barrett is he still a Buccaneer? I don't even. Know. I don't know either. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, it is amazing. A team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. Yeah, I cannot name a player that's not Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask on that team. Yeah, not a single one. And I know that someone's gonna tweet at us or write us an email. Oh, what are you doing? I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, right now I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, gun to my head, I can't figure it out. Because like, here's the thing: the Commanders won that division two seasons ago, mm-hmm. right? The Raiders. But <laughs> what, 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 what? They won the division two years ago. They did. They did. Okay, and fair enough. Is, but like, look, come on. But what's interesting about Washington is there's talent on the roster, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know Chase Young is hurt right now, and that's been a whole thing. They didn't pick up his option, but that's a talented player. Uh, Sam Howell, he's a fifth, what, fifth round quarterback at one point last Some, season, something like that, right? Yeah. But like, you watched him play. He's not a world beater, but like, he has games where it's like, okay, he knows what he's doing. Terry McLaurin, that wide receiver. I mean, he he can play ball. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like the game to me. Where maybe you're right, like they have enough playmakers on that team because Jimmy Garoppolo does not scare me outside of an offense that's laid out for him. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is going to lose a game, even if it goes well for you, if you're Tampa Bay. And I don't know what to make of the Broncos right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. I despise Sean Payton. I think he's overrated. Oh, same here. 
So and same with Russell Wilson for that matter too. And but. I mean, I, and Ron Rivera, I I mean, as much as he puts his foot in his mouth over and over again, the head coach of the Commanders, I don't think he's a bad coach. Ron Rivera? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's a good coach. I mean, he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? All those years ago. Yep. It does seem though, man, like every time he's on TV making a comment, it's either saying something stupid or apologizing for saying something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that seems to uh, to be the the volley back and forth. I don't know, man. I think the 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 Commanders game makes sense one because it's on the road, okay, and then also two, it would be in in this circumstance, it would be you know it would stink that the Bills lost this game, but. Wouldn't it just be funny if the commanders are not like immediately like the virus of Dan Snyder is completely gone and they're like, hey, you know, we can actually support you guys and, you know, maybe make some like, you know, make you want to be here and play for it a little bit more, you know, a little bit of uh, leadership and stuff from the front office. Um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't turn things around like immediately. Cause now you got the crowd behind you a little bit more. Uh, I don't know what kind of updates they need to do to, uh, formerly known as FedEx field, I believe, or maybe so it is still they're building a new stadium and right. the, the money was being held up because nobody wanted to work with Daniel Snyder. I do find it funny. You bring up like what is available to them now as players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The former owner of the commanders had said something and I'm paraphrasing, you know, now we're not charging people for outgoing phone calls from the franchise from the stadium and i don't know if he was kidding because that's entirely possible the way that we've seen daniel snyder run this organization oh yeah i I absolutely believe it but here's the thing like you know outside of the game against buffalo obviously because of everything you just mentioned i'm kind of cheering for the commanders to do well this oh yeah i'm i'm yeah i totally agree you know what i mean so maybe it gets to a point too you made a good point there with the ghost of daniel snyder gone with a legitimate investment from an owner who wants to win and isn't they're just to make money. Mm-hmm. Maybe this commander's team isn't the walkover everybody thinks they're going to be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. You know, um, but that division is brutal. It. Oh, but that's the thing too. I feel like everyone's kinging the 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 America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Everyone has wonderfully positive things to say about the Giants. Eagles obviously represented the conference last year. It wouldn't be. Yes, the conference is brutal from a competitive standpoint, but. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the command, like everyone's sleeping on the commanders at this point. What's their win total? Do we know? Uh, it's in the air. Don't care. Okay. But, but I bet it's low. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if the Jets and the. I'd take the over on that one. Well, you don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is, and I want to take the well, over. Well, no, but you can't take the over. You got the NFC champion in that division. You've got another playoff uh, participant in the New York Giants who might be taking another step forward, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the Cowboys are always formidable. And and, uh, to that point, too, we're obviously playing the AFC West and the NFC East this season, which means the commanders have to play the Dolphins. They got to play the the, the Jets. They got to play New England. But then again, the Dolphins and the Jets could be garbage. Of course. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that alone right there, let's just assume that, like, uh, everyone's as competitive and all those teams are as competitive. There's what? Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine losses right there. So. All right. Knee jerk reaction. Right off the top of your head. Yeah. The Bills win how many games this season? I'm going to say 13. 13 games. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I hit it too soon. Who are the four losses? Who are the four losses? Who are the four losses? Um, I think we'll lose to the Chiefs in the regular season. Oh, you son of a... Why? I'm, I I would prefer to lose to them in the regular season. Hey, guess what? We didn't get to see them in the playoffs last season. There's oh, no either, guarantee. Either way, I don't like the idea of, of, of false hope. If there. you lose to the Chiefs in the regular season, any shot at that first overall seed is probably gone. Yeah, okay. And it seems pretty clear to win 
to win the AFC, you need that first overall seed. Mm-hmm. But you have them losing the Chiefs. Okay, that's one. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Commanders, too, that two. road game okay, there. Right. Um, I think they're going to drop at least one game within the division. Which one? I'm going to say the Monday Night Football game. Against I, the Jets? I think opening, it, All it's, right. it's too much Don't of a... Don't say more. We'll get to it later. Three, okay. one more loss. Um, I'm going to say then... Oh, that's... I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped the England game. So against the Jaguars. So you got them sweeping the Dolphins and the Patriots. I think so, yeah. All right, there it is. Ryan Duffy, you said it yourself. No need to watch the season. No. It's already just done. fast forward until then. All right, so that being said, we are going to see a whole bunch of other teams, mm-hmm. right? And there are fan bases that make you feel a certain way. As we go down the list of the teams the Bills will be playing this year, mm-hmm. which of those fan bases... Mm-hmm. Are the fan base is the fan base you hate the most? Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. We'll do it next. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where you your podcast. You know how cool we are. So cool. It's like the opposite when you look at people wearing other colored jerseys. They're like the opposite of how cool we are. Yeah. And Those people are lame. Look, you feel a certain way about every other team's fan base. And it's Hate funny. Them. It's funny to Ryan what we base those things on. Hmm. Not just unbridled hatred. Or maybe our own insecurities. It's Let's Go Duffalo and the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. Uh, we're going to find out what's making Ryan sad. We sure are. Uh, in just a little while. Do you have something? I do. No, you don't. I 100% do. It's not funny when you do it every week. Okay, but here's the thing. You're right. I agree. It's not funny when you do it every week. Right, and I'm prepared every single week. And mine's a doozy this week. Uh, also, after we find out what's making Ryan sad, when we find out what's making Ryan sad, uh, you have a decision to make with this Monday Night Football game, and really all primetime games uh, this coming season with the Bills. If mm-hmm. you're the nervous type, you can lock yourself in your house and watch it. Sure. Or you can go experience it with other Bills fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about at the stadium. Oh, we'll get into that in just a little while here. Let's go, Duffalo, uh, on the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. All right. You feel a certain way about every other team's fan base. Of course I do. Some fan bases we have intimate knowledge and interactions with. Mm-hmm. Others we hardly ever see, but we still feel a certain type of way. Of course. All right, so for this exercise we're going to do, we'll start by leaving out the AFC East teams. No one told me we were doing exercise. Okay, yeah, I, well, I know. If I would have told you, you wouldn't have shown up. <laughs> All right. Stupid. So this season, the opposing fan bases that we will see... Mm-hmm. Raiders, Commanders, Jaguars, Giants, Bucks, Bengals, Broncos, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. Outside of the AFC East. Slow down. Okay. We'll go one by one, you <laughs> idiot. Ryan, when I say Raiders fans, you think of? Uh, terrified. You are not allowed to be a Raiders fan unless you have a minimum two felonies. <laughs> yeah. Can somebody explain to me? Look, I get the whole Al Davis thing. And the outlaw idea, which is funny because L. Davis looks like the opposite of what an outlaw is. He looks like a guy who would tell you about how much of an outlaw he is when he's really like when he's already got his taxes done for next year. If you have something to make sure your glasses don't fall off your face, <laughs> you can't be in like he looks like a librarian with slick back hair. Wait a minute. Did are you talking about on the front of the glasses or the back like the wraparound? No, you thing? don't remember that thing? He had like the chain that kept his glasses from like falling off of his face. Was that 
a, a style decision, though, or was that a practical or functional decision? If it, it doesn't matter either way. I've never seen a gangster in any other setting. Like, I'm going to kill you, and this is how my glasses don't fall I'm off. just saying. I, I think I, I'm not defending. Why do you have me defending Al Davis Well, because he looked like an idiot, and you're defending him. I don't yeah. know why you made that right. decision. Yeah, you, no, I'm terrified of Raiders fans. Do you dislike Raiders fans? Um, I would never say it to their face because I, I would be afraid that they would absolutely cr- kill me. Okay. But yes, but, but not I, if but not if you're in front of me. <laughs> How do you feel about Commanders fans? So so okay, I think what at least for me, and I, I would like to get your opinion on this too. My opinion of certain fan bases that aren't the Bills uh-huh. is is really kind of, a large portion of that is the people that I know okay. who are fans of those teams. Mm-hmm. I guess so. As far as the Commanders are concerned. I have two uh, people that I like a lot in my friends network that are Commanders fans who have been Commanders fans forever. They're awesome people. So like <laughs> they're to, awesome people. So they, they really are. So like I I have a soft spot as far as the Commanders are concerned. Yes, granted they absolutely wiped the floor with us in the Super Bowl. Like okay, that but, stinks. But it was like thirty years ago. And and I don't care for Dan Snyder all that much. But now that he's out of the picture, like yeah, awesome. I look Go for at, it. I look at Commanders fans in the last fifteen years as Bills fans, except in a war situation because we never hated our owner. That's Whereas a good point. They despi- yeah. Like I, 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 avoid, I have been cheering for Commanders fans only having to sit through the nightmare of the off the field issues, the money not being spent, the stadium crumbling, and nothing being done about it. Mm-hmm. The bad spot the stadium's in because it takes you three hours to get in and out of it just to go to a game. Traffic in DC is terrible anyway. Like if you're a Commanders fan, you have to be committed to being a Commanders fan through all of that. That's garbage. and that that too. Like I, I completely agree, and I think that's actually a really good um, embodiment of the two people that i know that are commanders fans and they see a very loyal uh you know people there so yeah why would you cheer for a team that's absolute booty cheeks for the as long as they've been unless you're you know uh, have that kind of moral there going down the schedule when i say jacksonville jaguars fan you say uh, is that one over there like it's quinting i don't know i don't see him again like same thing i know of uh, someone who's a jags fan she's perfectly cool i like her um why what what she's a ja- how is someone a Jags fan up here? But that's the thing too. Like I don't know why big Mark Brunel gal. I guess or maybe she's a um, Tom Coughlin. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't think knows. about that. I mean, he does have a local connection, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never discussed with her why she's a Jags fan. But yeah, down up here, I just don't. I don't get it. You so know? you know, I travel for a living. I traveled for a living when I was younger. Yeah. I've never met a trashier fan base than Jacksonville. Really? Bro, have you been to Jacksonville? Oh, no, but... It's but- like if 7-Eleven was a city. <laughs> and not like, not like, hey, we're going to work. I'm going to get my coffee, 7-Eleven. Like 2.30 in the morning... Oh, God, I got to go to 7-Eleven for this emergency thing we need. Isn't Publix open 24-7? I tell you, no, these these are the people that go to 7-Eleven. Well, I can't speak for Jacksonville Bro, as a I'm city. telling you. Bro, look, go look at any camera they put into the stands of a Jacksonville Jaguars game in Jacksonville. And they have you a will, pool in the stadium. Bro, do not get in that pool. You will get a staph infection immediately. <laughs> I oh, don't know. God. I'm on the other side of that one. I mean, I have nothing against them. It seems like a pretty cool party vibe no, while you're there. it's not. It's terrible. Um, um, yeah, I mean, well, there will be no fewer than 74 Confederate flags at the tailgate outside of that. And bro, you think I'm kidding. You think I'm kidding. Oh, you know, Florida's Florida. Okay. Uh, you feel about the Giants? How, Ryan? Giants fans. I mean, 
I, I, I have a soft spot for him now because of the whole Dable connection. Um, and, and they were the, the, the team that continuously knocked off the Patriots in the Super Bowl, True that taking those things away. So like that perfect season, like I'm always going to have a soft spot for giant, for G- the giants and giants fans simply because of stopping that perfect season from happening. Okay. Stay with me here. Sure. If we were to compare giants fans and jets fans mm-hmm. to high school prom boys that go to high school prom. Okay. Giants fans are the traditional black tie, bow tie, tuxedo wearing high school kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Jets fans are the kids in the white tuxedo with the light blue vest and the top hat and the cane and the gloves. Do you get what I'm saying? I would take it a step further and say there's no sleeves on that. Yep, you're right. That that coat. It's like like, uh, if you're a fan of New York football, the classier version are the Giants. And for some reason, there are Jets fans too. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I think that's a really great uh, visual picture to paint. And I completely agree with you. Yeah, I love Giants fans. As we'll see we, how we'll see how that uh, if that changes you know later on this season, but we'll see. As we continue to go down the list of the, uh, and by the way, we're going in chronological order here. This is how the Bills will see them during the season. All right, the Buccaneers come to Buffalo Thursday night football. Baker Mayfield at the helm. We just talked about it. You feel about Bucks fans? How uh, completely irrelevant? I didn't know the Bucks existed until Tom Brady signed down there, okay. and then that, and then, yeah, and then every Bucks jersey I saw was a, a, a Brady jersey. So right. like now it's a flash in the pan. You know, if you want to cheer for the Bucks, you do you. All right, so let me tell you a story. Yeah. Uh, J.P. Lossman's first starting season, I believe it was 05, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Uh, our dad and I went down to Tampa Bay to see the second game. So the Bills win opening game. J.P. Lossman wins his first game. We're going to Tampa. We're going to watch him go 2-0. and Okay. All right, so... Uh, we get down there. We got after it the night before. Sure. Hard. As one does in St. Petersburg, Tampa area. So we had a hotel around the corner from the stadium. We slept through our alarm. We wake up at 930 and we're like, oh my God, no. We're going to miss the whole tailgate. It's a one o'clock game. We're showering as fast as we can. Just booze dripping out of the pores of our skin, right? Get dressed. We leave the hotel at 10 o'clock. The game's in three hours. We're going to get stuck in traffic for two. We're going to have nowhere to be. We were the third people in the parking lot at 10 o'clock in the morning. Third people in the parking lot. Lame. I am not exaggerating. So we get out. I'm like, we gotta, you got to be kidding me. So we brought, we brought, we bring our beer with us. Mm-hmm. I open it up, crack the first beer at 10.05, which you know is three hours later than I normally have my first beer on game day. Sure. I finish the first beer. I throw the can on the ground, as you do at NFL stadiums. Mm-hmm. You would have thought I shot. A dog in the face. This woman comes running up to me. By the way, the tailgate next to us, who were the second people in the entire lot all day, they were sushiing tailgate. Okay. Tailgate sushi. She, you don't throw your chances and this, and, this, It's a can. I threw a can on the ground. But also, too, sushiing in 2005, I mean, that was pretty, that was before the sushi renaissance. They so. are on the water down there. They are on a bay. Sure. And then defend. Like, it was the weirdest environment for a football game I had ever seen in my life. Yeah, that is interesting. I've never been to like I, I guess I've never tried to replicate the the Buffalo tailgating experience at away stadiums, with the exception of the Dolphins game. But we were all with. But uh, we were just having a beer. We oh, weren't. Oh, even oh yeah, for sure. But like the idea of like 
I mean, there's a deposit in Florida, right? No, there actually is, and that's why she was. Oh, then that but makes still, perfect sense. You're no, littering. No, You're breaking the law. Okay, we're at a football stadium. Do you the stuff that's blowing around in that Bills parking lot where nobody bats an eye? Keep there are clean. children somersaulting like tumbleweeds that nobody they won't don't belong to anybody anymore. Well, you're just there. You finish they're now the property of Pagula Sports and Entertainment, <laughs> which is dissolved now. So now they're they're, they're all there, for children, they're, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I would, I would, I don't blame that lady for being like, what are you doing here? It's a football game. Who cares? Well, I mean, they're trying to enjoy their sushi. They're trying to cleanse their palate with their soy sauce. Ugh, bro, no, you're right. Like, or ginger, rather. Based on that and then how everything went with Tom Brady, I've never seen a more fair weather fan base than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, totally. All right, as we go down the schedule again, the Cincinnati Bengals, and this one's going to get interesting. How do you feel about Bengals fans? Uh, I, I have nothing but respect for Bengals fans. Why is that? Because I think they were in the longest uh, kind of, uh, you know, no man's land of success. I, I would even say kind of a little bit more unfortunate for Bill for, than Bill's fans were like, you were kind of almost successful. Like they didn't win a play. They went to the playoffs like, what was it, like five years in a row? Yeah, didn't Martin win one Lewis game. And, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And then obviously to everything that happened with Tamar Hamlin after uh, last year, like nothing but respect for um, you know, for the Bengals fan base. Okay, so we're linked a couple ways. He had Andy Dalton putting oh, the Bills in the playoffs. God, didn't even think about that one. That holy was great. moly. The money goes back towards Cincinnati. They were very grateful. Everything that happened with Damar Hamlin last year, absolutely. Everyone was super cool about that. Yeah. And here's the thing. When Cincinnati, we were both at that playoff game that the yeah. Bills lost to Cincinnati. Everybody there was super they cool. They were super cool. All the Bengals fans. I was like almost to a point of frustration because I wanted them to be mean. So I could be like, you're a jerk. But everyone, I was just like, almost like jokingly be like, hi, how are you? How, you know, how's your day going? And they were like, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm like, no, I want you to be a jerk. A little bit fair weather. You think so? I will tell you what. Okay. Uh, you can look this up if you want. If you're listening to the show, whether in Sweden or Brazil or the United States. There was a point before the Bengals got really good recently mm -hmm. where their minor league soccer team, think Rochester Rhinos, if you're from the New York, Western New York area, mm -hmm. was outdrawing the Bengals in their home stadium. That's hard to believe. I did not believe it either until I saw the numbers. Hmm. A, a, not MLS. Yeah. USL. My, yeah, 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 USL yeah. soccer team was outdrawing the Cincinnati Bengals in their home stadium. Well. Well. I mean, look, safe, as bad as the Bills have been, we showed up. Well, sure. Maybe. I think there's a lot of factors you may not be considering. Who knows what the cost of these tickets are. Well, for, on. You're at, right on the border of Kentucky. All USL. That, all that bluegrass money. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, and that bourbon money. But, yeah, I, I I have a hard time believing those numbers, but let's just say they're true. Okay. I'm not going to hold that against the Bengals fan base. Wait, uh, who else a, would you hold it against? Would I they mean, lock the doors and not let them in? I don't know. I wouldn't hold it against them. They're cool. Denver, they've, they've proven time and time again that they're I'm cool. I'm not saying they're not cool. I'm just questioning their fair weatherness. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Right? When I see Broncos fans, your first thought is? Um... Uh, who? Okay. Around here, again, like, I don't know many Broncos fans. Which is strange because, like, you look at the teams that have, like, national fan bases. You know, like the Cowboys, the America's Giants. Team. What's yep. that? America's team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Commanders have a pretty good national fan base. Sure. The Broncos have been pretty successful. At least they were for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Elway, granted, he was, like, you know, coming in second, third, fourth place for a long time. They won back-to-back -back Super Bowls. You yep. had a lot of superstars on that team. Mm -hmm. It's weird how they didn't get more of a national fan base out of that. Yeah. Sustained success. Jake Plummer was winning playoff games there. Yep. And then you got Jay Cutler. America's sweetheart, Jay Cutler. 
Yeah, but I'm with you. I don't know much about Broncos fans. Yeah, and and it's funny too because like they were kind of it. It was it's kind of the same, but it's kind of not. Where like Peyton Manning's whole uh, reign on the Broncos was very similar to what we were just talking about with the Buccaneers and mm. Tom Brady situation. There, the the latter of those seems much more opportunistic for uh for fans to be like we're great and then just like f- show like fall into oblivion but it feels like there are broncos fans though. I definitely there are definitely broncos fans out there um I just don't come across many of them you know I wonder what they're this would be something I I would like to look up and I will like the I kind of like the draws like the the media draws for each like large city as far as like just NFL watching in general. Well, yeah, but you're also in now you're in the Colorado area where the population starts to get sparse outside the actual cities. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who knows? Yeah. And it's hard to see all those people that high up. Uh, OK, it's well, a mile up in the air. Did you know that? When it comes to fan bases, Bills fans will see this year. Mm-hmm. The one with by far the worst reputation, mm. Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yeah. What do you feel about Eagles fans? Uh, I, I You got to love them. I think you got to love them. They threw, they booed Santa Claus. They threw batteries. Batteries at them. Yeah. Snowballs. They, they cheered when Michael Irvin was almost paralyzed on the field. Yeah. I, I, they do have a great sense of humor outside they, of those incidents. Th- that's that. Every time I see an Eagles fan being interviewed about their team being terrible, like I howl with laughter. Like yeah. not only are they mean, but they're clever and mean, yeah. which I have a lot of respect for. Totally. And I think like in order to be clever and mean, I think you have to um, like clever, funny and mean. I think you have to understand like the uh, that it's not means uh, so mean spirited i'm sure there's like some level of like disdain when they're like in your example but if you are taking the time to like come up with something witty and funny i like to think that you're kind of playing the game a little bit too where it's like it's coming from a place of love because you love the team so much yeah um but yeah no i guess i i think you gotta love philly fans all right so this one might be the most complicated team to deal with here because for a long time these guys were like us, mm-hmm. these guys and gals. And uh, even when the Bills were having these head-to-head epic matchups, we were okay with them. It starts. It feels like that tide is starting to turn. How do you feel about Chiefs fans? I'm not interested. I don't like Chiefs fans anymore. I don't like them I don't like why I, sh- I shouldn't like Chiefs fans. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those things where, like, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> I think they've made a full heel turn. When a man who dresses as a werewolf <laughs> gets arrested for bank robbery, somehow is given bail with an ankle monitor, and then evades federal <laughs> capture after cutting the ankle monitor off. By, by the way, if you do not know that story, Google's, Google Chiefs Alholic bank robbery and laugh your ass off for about 30 minutes as you read that story. Dude, it's so funny because... Like how he is like he's been interviewed all over the place prior to people connecting the dots that he, um, you know, has been uh, bankrolling him going to literally every Chiefs game for like a decade. And everyone's like, you don't have a job. But like you're going to you're like travel away games too, mind yeah, you. No, like he's you. going all over the country. And then it turns out he's just been robbing banks to go to these games. <laughs> Like I, I, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh no, duh. <laughs> but at the time, everyone's just accepting that this werewolf guy is just showing up everywhere. 
Well, it's also, like maybe he's not the same guy. Maybe the werewolf is a shtick. But it's also a brilliant idea. Like he covers his face. Nobody's doing what his face looks like, so he could rub eggs if he wanted to. I mean, I, honestly, I think that's a that's a pretty big big brain move on uh, on Chiefs Holic. But dude, how? Oh my god, that's such a great so story. Funny. By the way, that that documentary ten years from now is going to be brilliant. I know. So here's the thing. Thank God the Bills are as good as they are right now mm-hmm. because the success and star power of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Von Miller, we can go on and on and on, sure. are blocking Tyler Medikavich. every 9 to 13-year-old kid from having Patrick Mahomes jerseys in Western New York. Oh, for sure. Much like we saw with Brady when everything was going on that mm-hmm. way, right? Yep. Like, if the Bills were not this good, it would be Patrick Mahomes' fest all over Western New York. Yeah. Thank and, you, Josh, yeah. for being good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this one's the toughest one of all of them as we go down the schedule here. Knee-jerk reaction on Cowboys fans. Not interested at all. They actually can't stand them. I don't think Cowboys fans are actually fans. I, I've never... They're the most fair weather of all the fans, right? I'm, I'm doing some quick thinking about who I could potentially offend by saying this, and I think I'm in the clear. I don't think I've ever met a Cowboys fan that have been like, I would, I really want to hang out with you again. Yeah. You know, um, I just, yeah, not, not interested. I'm with you. Like there's not a, yeah. And, and to fair, like fair weather point, like for sure. And I can't stand Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones. So, uh, yeah. So just by proxy, sorry, Cowboys fans, you're getting the brunt of it. So like every Cowboys fan, first of all, has a Duke, Notre Dame, Yankees and Lakers jersey also hanging in their closet. <laughs> and I'm going to go further to say at minimum 30% of Cowboys fans have another NFL jersey also hanging in their closet. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never seen uh, an absolute diehard Cowboys fan. You know, I, I think like I would absolutely believe it that they have, you know, opportunity jerseys. Let's just call them. Yeah, like, no, that's hanging, a perfect way to put it. Opportunity in their, jersey. Uh, you know. Hanging in their closet. All so. right, the final non-divisional opponent. And this one's weird, too, because it's hard to identify what this person looks like. Chargers fans. Because they moved. I mean, like, San Diego yeah. fan. I mean, why would you? I know there are San Diego and San Diegoites. San Diegans. San Diegoans. Okay. That stay, San Diegans. That stay, I wasn't even trying to do that joke. I, I know. Like an idiot. It's terrible. That stay, Let's quote a movie from 15 years ago. We talked. This is the third show in a row now that DJ <laughs> Scat Cat is coming up. So let's not. All right. What does this Chargers fan look like? They couldn't sell out a soccer stadium in Los Angeles. And Los Angeles are fair weather fans for everything anyway. Yeah. With the exception of the Lakers. It, it, so when when you say Chargers fans, I think of the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I know and what that, you mean. And that San fan, Diego Super Chargers. Super Chargers, thank you. That fan base I I have to love and and you know appreciate. Like I saw when when Stan or I'm sorry, um what's his name? Dean Spanos yeah. moved the team like People were pleading with him, as a passionate fan base would, like, please don't do this. Like, <laughs> they say it like that? Maybe can, that's why you love, because that's the most annoying right, way you've ever spoken. Please, please don't do this. Like, it would be, <laughs> like, like, pretty please don't go. You know, we love this team. And he's like, nah, deucers. So, yeah, no, I, how do you how do you root against a fan base that lost their their team, you know? As far as the L.A. Chargers, like, I, even with the Rams, like, what? There's no fan or there's no football fans in LA, and it's not fair they win the Super Bowl like a year out of the gate, right? The Rams. All right, so with those teams we just brought up and broke them all down: Raiders, Commanders, Jags, Giants, Bucks, Bengals, Broncos, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Chargers. The fan base you hate the most of those are Raiders. Raiders fan, really? Yeah, over Cowboys. Yeah, because I almost feel I feel pity for Cowboys fans. 
F them, man. Oh, I mean, I just like, I just like, it, it's almost like sad. Why do you feel, you don't feel <laughs> pity for Raiders fans? Raider? Oh, because I'm, te- I'm literally terrified of them. I don't want to be in their presence. Everyone else, I can, I can at least like smile and, and nod. Okay. The so, other one, like Raiders fans are just like, you stay, like, let's stay 10 feet away. All right. So let's get into the AFC East here. Sure. Ryan, off the top of your head, the fan base you most dislike in the AFC right now, AFC East right now is? Jets. Jets. Yeah. Why? Because I, Jets fans, even when they're winning four games a year, are annoying beyond all you know uh, ability to deal with people. All right, and the Jets fans are the ones that we're going to see closest to Western New York, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like there are legitimate Jets fans that live in Western New York, sure. which is weird because the Jets didn't exist before the Bills. Right. Like there are a lot right. of Giants fans in Western New York because the Giants existed in the old NFL. Mm-hmm. And the only pass you get for enjoying a team outside of your region, your non-hometown team, mm-hmm. is if it's passed down generationally. Yeah. So like if your grandfather loved the Giants because the Bills didn't exist and he passed that down to your father and it's been passed down to you or your mother, whatever, I understand that. You don't get that with the Jets. Both AFL teams both started at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Part of me feels bad for Jets fans right now. Why? There's no way this is going to work. Yeah. And my hatred of that team aside, everyone outside of New Jersey can see the bad news written all over this, but the blind faith of those fans, there's a train coming, and they are standing on the tracks with it's a smile. coming around the bend. Bro, I'm, bro they're on the tracks like with a ticket. They're like, hey, over here. I want to get on the train, please. <laughs> New England fans don't exist anymore. Yeah, they've really disappeared. And maybe they never existed. Maybe they were a mirage the whole time. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I hate Dolphins fans more than anybody. Really? Without question. Interesting. Oh, we've talked about this uh, on the show before. What's that? Um, like your idea of like up, uh, like Dolphins fans that are from the Western New York region, like they're just trying to stand out. They oh, no, want I'll give attention, it to you. Blah, the, blah, blah. The, in the, it's an interesting study in human psychology, the Western New York Dolphins fan, especially mm-hmm. ones between the ages of I think, 30 I think, and 45. I think Columbia wrote about this. I saw this. This, this It uh, should. Look, back then. The Bills, you know, the biggest Bills rival back in the day, Kelly, Marino going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But they never won anything. The Bills mm-hmm. ran the AFC East for years. They ran the AFC for years. So if you were a Dolphins fan in Western New York in the early 90s, you did it because you had no personality. And you wanted attention, and that replaced your personality. You had nothing interesting to say. So when you were 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, you went home to your mom and dad and said, I would like a dolphin shirt now, please. And they got it for you. And you've never developed that personality. And that's why you're a Dolphins fan as a grown person in Western New York. Okay. You're talking about when... Let me let me give a little bit additional perspective, just from the debate perspective sure, here. Sure, sure. When you when when the Bills were running the table in the early nineties, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you know, little Patrick is a is a is a Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. We've talked at length about you know, and you just did too about the handing down of like fandom, generational legacy. fandom, yeah. exactly. The generation of the parents of someone who would be young Patrick during the early nineties, yep. are the parents that would have been fans of the dolphins when they were tear assing through the through the nfl 72 dolphins fine right so so i would give more of a pass to the dolphins fans back then but for the last what 20 years Mm -hmm. there really hasn't been much of a of a dolphins splash so to speak that one's free every western new york dolphins fan i've ever met Mm -hmm. of our age yeah their parents weren't dolphins fans 
Oh, okay. They just needed the attention. I don't think you have a statistically significant sample size. Uh, no, I know. I, I, Brian, there are a ton of Western New York That's Dolphins That's a really hard age. phrase to say for someone who has an ass problem. Say that again. Statistically significant sample size. Blah. You have water. <laughs> Not for you, I don't. Okay, so we went through the Bills schedule. We went through the AFC East. Outside of Bills rivals, AFC, AFC East, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The fan base you hate the most out of the teams that uh, past the teams we just talked about, yeah. all the teams that were left are the you. Re- what is it? I think it's Seahawks fans. What? Yeah. Why Seahawks fans? They just they just annoy me. Why? Because it's just we're so loud. <laughs> oh, look at us. We have we're the twelfth man. Ooh, and your your uh, highlighter jerseys like walking around like I'm. That's for the birds. No joking. No Literally, pun intended. Yes. Like yeah, I'm I'm over it. Okay. Look. And Pete Carroll chomping on his gum, walking up and down the the sideline. Just everything about the Seahawks annoys me. No, not to not to crap on our on Bills fans here. Sure. But we we tried. Remember, we attempted to get his world record for loudest fan base, and we missed it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that one dude really screwed us over. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna, and I feel like he was on the st- like on the fifty yard line when he's like, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, guys, and like all of the, it just the architecture of of Ruffles and Stadium was just all the airs going up to the heavens, all the noise, and like it's just not built for that. Like, okay, that's fine. But it's like, no, we're gonna do it, man. The poor Guinness guys like flying out, probably driving out because Guinness doesn't have his money to pay for his uh, uh, flight. Yeah. No, Seahawks fans are my vote. What about you? I hate the Browns. I hate Browns fans. Really? Okay, so I used to love Browns fans. I used to look at them as kindred spirits. Sure. Until one day, I took a trip to Cleveland. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. Okay. So uh, our dad and I, we go to Bills, Browns. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen in one of the worst conditions I've ever been in. And I think we've talked about this on the show before. Um, Our dad has six season tickets in the front row in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. For what, eight years? He also had a pair of season tickets to the Cleveland Browns. And when the Bills weren't at home, he would drive to Cleveland and go watch Browns games. Yeah. While we were in high school. Well, I. And our sisters were younger than that. Well, here's the thing. I think he, if I recall, his play was to get in. So for the purposes of reselling those tickets, which was rare. Um, I mean, I don't know. I would, I would have to look into that. Went to a lot of Browns games. I've been to two. You know, I went to more than that. Um, yeah. So I mean, at that point, you get eight games. You know, once a year at least. I th- wow. Actually, now that I say that, <laughs> uh, all right, maybe so. once every two years. But yeah, we definitely went to games. But I don't think he like because there, there were times where the Bills and, and, no, and know, uh, Browns know, were playing at the same time at home. He would go minimum three more games and driving to Cleveland, like B- Buffalo. Hour and a half in traffic, two hours in traffic is oh, rough. Cleveland's three hours. So it's three and a half with no traffic. Yeah. Anyway, right. so it's during the drought years. The Bills are in the heart of a playoff race, and the Browns are in there too. We're looking for a wild card. If mm-hmm. the Bills win this, they're sitting pretty. It's a Trent Edwards season. As the game starts, an unbelievable snowstorm comes off I was going to say, Gary. this is the Brian Mormon. It's exactly uh, what it is. Okay, The yeah. safety game. Yeah, yeah. So... Dad and I are at the game, mm-hmm. and I've got four beers. Excuse me. I have eight beers in my hand. <laughs> I have two foursomes in my hand. Wow. That's like, impressive. you know, the carrying cases. Should work for a golf course. So I'm, our dad's season tickets were like five rows from the top of the stadium in the end zone. <laughs> By the way, on the side of the lake. 
Yeah. So I'm walking up. Yeah. I have no free hands. Uh-huh. And we're the only Bills fans in our section. And as I'm walking, I can see this skinny, punk-ass, like, 16-year-old kid. And, bro, <laughs> he's got to be 25, 30 rows up. I see him wind up with a snowball, and I'm watching the snowball. No, 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 no. It's coming right at me, and there's nothing I can do. If I move, I'm going to spill the beer. There's no tops on him. I can't put him down. It hits me right in the face. And this kid and his buddy are howling. What he doesn't know, and what we don't know either, our seats are a row in front of him. (laughs) So we get up there, and I put the beer down, and I point in his face, and I never threaten to get physical with anybody ever. I'm a very calm person. Sure. And I go, you do that again, I'm going to kick, and I start saying things I can't say on this podcast again. And for the rest of that game, I put the fear of God into that kid. But everyone around us were just a bunch of jerks. Yeah. A bunch of jerks. And it was great because the Bills, it was one of the worst NFL games you've ever seen in your life. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. Not as bad as the one at home where it was like 6-3 final and Roscoe Parrish fumbled that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the Bills drove towards the end of the game, and mm-hmm. they were down eight points. Yeah. And, like, it was wonderful because I kept making John Elway the drive jokes the entire time. And, like, Browns fans knew. They knew. Like, they had been through so many heartbreaking uh-huh. moments, right? And the Bills, they went uh, – they ended up losing the game turnover on downs inside the 10-yard line, yeah, the Browns' yeah. own 10-yard line. But from that moment on, I have despised Browns fans. Like, we're the same team. Same team, same town. You guys lost your team. We had Cleveland Browns Day where they didn't have a team in Buffalo. Yeah. I hmm. So I don't blame you for your feelings based on the Thank circumstances. You. Thank you. Um, I'd be upset too. I think, and I would venture, you would agree with me that if you're sitting in the nosebleeds at any opposing stadium, you're going to get the worst of the worst. Okay, doesn't matter. No, because it's also kindred spirit point, right? Like, hey, man, we're all in this together. We are all in this together. You lost your team. We're both Rust Belt areas. Like, we'll be cool. Be cool. Yeah, I think we're both terrible. We've been terrible for a long time. I think I think at rest, I agree with you. And and if you're talking like the average fan, I would agree with you. But I think on game day, those seats, those seats, are those tickets are obviously less expensive. And I'm not throwing shade at any nosebleed ticket, five, four, three hundred level ticket, not at all. But I think you can understand that those tickets are a lot cheaper, and therefore. That's money that you didn't have to spend on a ticket that you're very clearly spending on beer. Okay. So I think that there just maybe lack of judgment in that sense. I, w- I, I want to know what happened to that kid. I'm dying to know what happened. Well, we to that all kid. know he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've gone super long in this segment. I apologize. You don't have to talk about it. Was a lot. Hatred. That was fun, though. I'm glad. That was fun. We that all was fun. fun. That was a fun I got time. all my hatred out. Uh, we're going to find out what's making Ryan sad and where, oh, where do you watch the games in the best way when it comes to prime time on the road, baby? Mm. We'll do it next. Let's go. Duffalo, the Odyssey app, Ravage Podcast. fan you are a strong and loyal and handsome one well i meant like how you react to people watching the game with you oh sure because i know i'm a psycho but i'm gonna be honest with you having been forced into this situation we're gonna talk about the last couple of years Mm -hmm. i've discovered i don't hate it for most games okay 
So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where you get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name's Pat Duffy. Hello. We, we appreciate you listening, downloading, liking. By the way, a, a bunch of you have left ratings, which really helps us a ton. It's pushing us up, which is giving us global reach, which totally. is a horrifying thought. Buenos dias to those listening in Brazil. That's Mexican or Spanish. Damn it. Now I sound terrible. Wow. I, what do wow. you want me to do? Well, they speak Spanish in Mexico. It there's, is technically There's a baker's Mexican. dozen people listening to this podcast right now who all heard that. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you want to follow us on TikTok, you can find us on TikTok at let's.go.duffalo. All right. With all that being said, before we get into uh, how you're watching the game, where you're watching the games, mm-hmm. the primetime games this season, uh, it's time once again for Ryan to scramble and figure out what's making Ryan sad. This music just pulls at me every single week. So obviously there's no football this week, and the easy play would be, oh, I'm sad because they can't watch football, blah, blah, blah. But I'm actually going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, and it's going to make me sound like a hypocrite from when something we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But what's making me sad, and I'm sad that I'm sad about it, is that... Said squared. Right. My 10-year-old uh-huh. nephew yeah. has recently come into contact with a lot of Bills players, <laughs> circumstantially. And he sends me these text messages of like, hey, I met this person. Here's a picture of me with this person. And I can't, and obviously I got to be supportive. That's awesome. Cool. Great. Uh But part of me is like, I want to meet that person and I want to be with that person. Okay. So uh, just to catch up people that are listening that maybe have not listened on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, About a month ago, we had a conversation about adults, autographs, Bill's camp, meeting players. And you sat here Mm -hmm. and you crapped all over grown people. I know. Who went to camp to do this stuff. And... Three, four weeks later, you are now hating a 10-year-old child for doing exactly what you said this was for. In fairness to me, mm-hmm. he's almost 11. Okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. So we obviously went to training camp. We were very close to the players. We were media. Proximity-wise, we were, we were there. That was a great moment for me. Mm-hmm. I find out that... Uh, my nephew, his name's Dominic. Yeah. <clears throat> Dominic goes to, with his sister. By the way, obviously nephew through marriage, as Ryan and Patrick Duffy <laughs> have no relatives named Dominic. <laughs> True. Um, so my nephew, Dominic, goes to uh, training camp. The last training camp. The 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 rain-soaked, torrential downpour training camp. Mm-hmm. Roughed it out the whole time. Was was an absolute champ. Got up close to the to the barricade at the end. Guess who's running by? None other than franchise star quarterback Joshua Patrick Allen. Awesome. Comes right by. High five. That's great. Right on the hand. Good for the kid. Awesome. He texts, oh my gosh, I high five Josh Allen. This is so great. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm a little jealous, but like, okay, whatever. I can get over it. Mm -hmm. Tonight, I see a text message from Dominic where he's at Darien Lake Next to Tredavious White. That's like, all, picture awesome. with him. That's awesome. Like, it's awesome for him. And, like, again, like, fantastic. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you, Dominic. But, like, I, why, why am I not in these photos? I want to meet Tredavious White one-on-one. I want to high-five Josh Allen directly. What are you going to say to Tredavious White if you met him at Darien Lake? Hey, Trey. 
Okay, you're not on a first name basis with him. Mr. White. Okay, now you sound like you're 10. And that's my point. <laughs> the Listen, I'm not thinking through these circumstances. The prosecution rests. It's, it, it, is, it is very much a feeling of FOMO on my part. Okay. Where I see him living his best life with... with uh, I mean, all he has to do now is meet Reed Ferguson, and he's got all phases of the ball. <laughs> you know? He's got uh, meeting Josh Allen, meeting Tredavious White. Okay. And I'm just... I'm a little bit jealous, okay, I'll be honest. Like, let's Again, let's walk through your points from three, four weeks ago. Yeah. This team, these stars exist because they're superheroes to this kid, these kids, mm-hmm. right? He has the ability to walk up to Tredavious White and tell him how great he thinks he is. Sure. And, you know, you're my hero and I want to be you when I grow up. I would say the same thing to Tredavious White. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't think I need to speak any further. There's nothing you could say to Tredavious White in a social situation that that kid was in that wouldn't make you look like a complete jackass. How do you know? Give me, tell me, what are you going to say? How do you know that he doesn't, he's isn't interested in getting into the media world and maybe uh, running a guest host spot on the Let's Go Duffalo podcast? Well, you don't know this well, stuff. Here's the thing. If he did want to do that, he could use the NFL uh, Players Association program where they put you through boot camp uh, to get on ESPN and Fox or, and CBS. Or, or he could make friends mm-hmm. with uh, just through happenstance at a theme park in Western New York. Sure. I walk up to him and I say, hello, Mr. Tredavious White, in the least awkward way possible, mm-hmm. and say, big fan of yours. I'm actually, uh, you're going to be a big fan of me once you check out the Let's Go Duffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or whatever. Get your podcast. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. And if you're ever interested, we'd love to have you on the show. Okay. Or or what else he could do if he really wanted to do that, if he really wanted to do a podcast. He could find us on TikTok. You're right. At let's not go dot Duffalo. He could spend the five hundred dollars that this uh, uh, home studio costs that we're working on, uh-huh. and he could uh, start a podcast himself. And the first episode would get literally a hundred times the listeners than the thousand people that download the show that we put out on a weekly basis. So yeah, great. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. You know, being a star. I wish we had that kind of reach well, <laughs> right out of the gate. Stop being- Von Miller gets to go right on Bleacher Report, and yet here we are, you know. <laughs> slaving away. We're slaving away in a in a broom closet. By the way, we also have, like, you don't even count your blessings. Like, there are literally 50,000 Bills fan podcasts. Sure. We have the power of Odyssey, which is an international broadcasting company. But we I are, want more. Li- we literally have the Don't backing. care how. <laughs> You're knocking over lights behind you, by the I way. I want it now. <laughs> All right. No, you're right. And I appreciate it. And thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Odyssey, for your Shut sponsorship up. and part-time employment. Okay. But I want to hang out with you. You get paid to do this, you idiot. I'm just, okay. Whatever. All right. You can, I work for I'm the company. Joking. I don't get paid. I'm, you Okay. I just want to be clear right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't get paid to do this. You're on salary. You're getting you paid. You do. I am on salary for my full-time radio job at WCMF. You get paid to do this. It's. Uh, you want to split hairs, we can split hairs all night long. Okay. okay. So we will get into the actual Bills-Jets game in just a little while here. But it's a big-time matchup Monday night. And you have a choice to make when you're going to watch this game. You can hunker down at your house mm-hmm. and put it on the TV. Mm-hmm. Or... You can participate in the pandemonium that will be sports bars across the Western New York area. Mm. Ryan? Patrick? Are you a home game watcher or a bar game watcher? Mm. I'm an indoor cat, baby. 
I like to watch games in the comfort of my own four walls. When they're on the road, you're saying? When they're on the road, even, I mean, if I'm not at the game, yeah. I, I will, oh, okay, let me let me rephrase. If I'm not with my immediate friends group that we watch games with, I want to be in my own home. Okay. I, I'm not particularly interested. I'll take an invite, and I may consider it, but I'm not much of a of a bar-going gentleman. All right. In the last decade, how many bar games, Bills games have you been to? Mm, last decade? I'd probably say about 10 or so. Okay. That's actually more than I thought. Well, it was yeah. One, and maybe closer to five or between five and 10. Okay. So like a game like the Jets game, the opener, it's a tough one because on mm-hmm. one hand, the atmosphere at the bars are going to be nuts in Western New York. Yeah. Nuts. Yep. But it's also a game that has so many implications for the entire season. If you're a nervous watcher, mm-hmm. going out and watching it at a bar might be a bad idea. Which I'm very much a nervous watcher. So, yeah, that, that fits my personality type swimmingly. Okay, so I'm going to be out at the Bill Grace Taproom in Chile watching with the WCMF crew Ooh. on Monday night. And those are a lot of fun. And here's the thing. I used to be guy who would lock myself in the house and watch these games. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, if I don't have a bar event through WCMF, I'm still that guy. Yeah. Because I only have a certain amount of people, because I'm insane, that I feel comfortable watching a game with. I don't think that's insane, unless we're both insane. Okay, I think we're both insane. Ah, shucks. But I have to be honest with you, having been forced the last couple of years to be, while in Western New York, going out to the bars through WCMF, because we've been to a couple of different, we had a couple of different bars that we've been at throughout the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it. Especially, like, because there is that community, it's a mini version of the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. The atmosphere is a blast. Like, it's a really good time. Yeah. I, all right. I can see that. And I, Lord knows all I ever want to be is part of a team. Yeah. So if, if I'm in that environment, I could I could be down for that. Okay. However, my worst case nightmare scenario is that I'm watching the game, something goes wrong, and I got some, you know, jamoke coming up to me saying like, why aren't we running the ball more, man? You know, they should really fire McDermott. That was a horrible series on defense. Like, get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm trying to watch the game. Okay, so to your point, not every Bills fan is created equal. Sure. Because the majority of Bills fans are going to be optimistic the entire time, and I need to be around optimistic Bills fans. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I traveled for a living doing stand-up comedy for years before I got into radio. Second time in this one show you mentioned Just that. well, to Something give- tells me you're wanting more people to know. Did you used to travel doing stand-up comedy oh, when you I were younger? I need to give context to the story. Oh, okay. So for those who turned who, who tuned into the podcast halfway through and started and said, I'm just going to woe to the three-quarter mark. Are you going to woe to the three-quarter mark? <laughs> <You're gonna> go, <laughs> whoa, to the three-quarter mark. <laughs> you should actually Thank you that. for screwing that up and making yourself <laughs> look like a jackass. So I had a show at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC. When you were traveling when you were younger. You got it. And uh, it was a home, the Bills had a home opener against the Dolphins. I had a show Saturday night. Sunday morning, I was off. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I was off. Yep. So the cool thing about being a Bills fan, uh, when you are outside of Western New York, you know this, every city in America has a Bills bar. Bills Backers Bar. You got it. So I find the Bills Backers Bar in downtown Baltimore. Say that five times fast. Mm. And I'm one of like 150 Bills fans in this place. Okay. I get there at like nine in the morning right when they open up. They got Blue. They got Jenny. This is my kind of joint. They're cooking wings. It's great. Mm. That's a, And just to that point, I appreciate Bills Backers Bar for carrying 
the local uh, uh, beer fair. I had you know? been I had been on the road at like t- for, on the road for two and a half weeks at that point. Like it was such an oasis in the desert. That's a smart operational move by that bar owner. Okay, but see, here's the problem. Um, the game did not go well mm-hmm. at all. Uh oh, and it was like a disaster game from front to back. And as soon as things started going south. They started the whole, like, save old Bills. And they're, like, making jokes at the Bills' expense. On opening day, it was a Trent Edwards start, if I'm not mistaken. One bad fan can ruin the whole bar experience. It's infectious, man. The entire bar was being this way, and I was furious sitting in this bar in Baltimore. Like, I wanted to stand up and fist fight the entire bar. It's the broken window theory, man. You just get one guy in there and, you know, one bad apple, to throw in another metaphor, is souring that whole Bills bunch. But at the same time, when it's good, it's great. Oh, yeah. I've watched some big games, big games in bars over the last couple of years, you know, doing the events for WCMF, and it is so much freaking fun sprinting through the bar high-fiving people hugging old ladies picking them up spinning them around yeah you know what i mean some of the most times i've felt like the the times i felt most alive in my life is coming off of a bill's win when i'm in the presence of of complete strangers yes yeah yeah like it that that level of community and and like acceptance at that i'm really learning a lot about myself on the show tonight that community there it's like is so energizing for for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people too. Like it is, it is the absolute unifier. You know, no, I agree with you. So yeah, I could see that, but you're also taking you're gambling a little bit. You gotta maybe go. I maybe go to the bar in a game that where the Bills are spotted like 21 points. Okay, again, <laughs> <laughs> no, but then it's not as fun because you're expecting it to happen. That's where you get ass Bills fan who's going to start being like, why are they running the ball more? We should have beat him by 50. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go for those games. You know, mm-hmm. on the other hand, too, and this is something that very few people, unless you're listening from out of town, mm-hmm. uh, out of Western New York, will experience being the only Bills fan when you go to the bar. Because I don't know if you know, when I was uh, working as a stand-up comedian on the road, Trevor. When was this? When you were younger? Uh, yeah, that's when I was younger. As I said, um, I would have to find Bill's backers bars in cities when I was, you know, gone. Yeah. And sometimes I wasn't able to get to those bars because they were too far away. Mm-hmm. And I would have to sit. I remember, you remember the uh, Washington game where Joe Gibbs called back-to-back timeouts and yeah. uh, they ended up winning the game on a field goal that was like 15 yards closer than I yep. should have? I do remember that. I was the only Bill's fan in a bar outside it was like some hick town in michigan next to an was ikea joe gibbs? yeah it was it was, was joe gibbs because i remember yelling okay joe gibbs okay joe gibbs okay no, that checks out <laughs> if i know you hammered drunk i was on the road with another comic and i'm like look way man. to go joe gibbs he, he had the car he drove us both and i'm like you're gonna drop me off at this bar and i'm gonna get drunk and you're gonna pick me up and i'll bring you wings but i need you to be yeah, sure okay right? yep I watched the Bills-Cowboys Thanksgiving game a couple years ago in a hotel lobby in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was the only Bills fan in the whole place, and I had my jersey, and I got blasted drunk. Mm-hmm. And of the 30 people in this hotel bar, there were like five other people who spoke English. That's funny. The rest of them were speaking Spanish. So this actually, it, it, <laughs> this is interesting. Like, So I, when I got married, I my my wife and I we took our honeymoon in Jamaica. We're in Ocho Rios, okay. and or was it Montego Bay? It was Montego Bay. Oh, Either was that when you got married on your honeymoon? Yep, yep, we got married, yeah. and we and we love each other. Yeah. So one of the days we were at this resort that we were staying at was a Bills 
game, you know, and, and, and every, every time we were, we were looking for certain places to go on our honeymoon. And I was like, it's going to be during the season. Be really important for me to be able to watch the game. She's like, I'm sure we're going to find a place. And this one spot that we ended up in had like this resort had a sports bar and it was all over their, uh, like their website. Like you can watch any game. We can get anything, whatever the case. Awesome. The day of the game, I go into the sports bar and and it's locked or I go up to it. The doors are locked and I see like three other like NFL fans, like one Giants fan. Everyone's like wearing their like shirt for their respective team. Doors are locked. The guy like and it's it's like five minutes to kick off. Dude comes in who works there, like slams open the door. So sorry. So sorry. Starts with like nine remotes, starts like (laughs) fumbling over everything to turn stuff on. We're very quickly running out of televisions and every one of those fans gets their own game. I post up at my own TV at the sports bar in in Jamaica watching the Bills play the Raiders in 2017. Okay. And to bring this whole thing full circle, some obnoxious moron Jets fans comes into the bar, like into the sports bar, like maybe 20 minutes after all of us have like sat down he's like there's no tv to watch the jets game what's going on here and he's like pleading with all of the individual fans to be like can we put the jets game on and he comes to me last and he sees me in my bill shirt and he goes can we and just walks away like doesn't even bother (laughs) but see your experience is unique because you were watching it alone yeah as your own bills fan in this bar in orlando again like None of the other people there even like knew what was going on. It's Thanksgiving, right? Like yeah. we're the only idiots that are in a hotel on Thanksgiving that are actually American. The rest of these people were from out of country. All of these Spanish speaking people who spoke very little English, I was so into this game, they were all in it with me. Like I, I don't know if they're Bills fans to this day, but like it was the greatest because you know, like, bro. What I don't know what country they were from, but they loved soccer, and you could tell by the way they were celebrating with me when the Bills would score. Because sure. that game was insane. It was the coming out party for the Buffalo Bills internationally, and they're running around this bar with it. I'm telling you, man. Like just as how we were saying before, that negative emotion is infectious. That positive emotion in general is is so infectious, and you can really build a strong knit community with complete strangers. Yeah, you're right. When things are going your way for your team. Okay, so we've talked about watching it at your own house with the doors locked we've talked about watching it at the bar mm-hmm. what about watching it at someone else's house now you watch it at my place yeah sure. sometimes but yep. i don't consider this not your house because it's kind of your house too. thank you you can throw me right on the deed there nope. um i so i have watched games at other people's houses plenty of times okay i have a very close group of friends that like I have no problem watching games at their respective houses. And and furthermore, I'm okay with that because they know what kind of Bills fan that I am in those kinds of circumstances. And that's important because when you go to those games, you need to know, are we a zoned into the game house? Are we in a zoned into the game house? Or are we in a, we're going to talk while the game is on house? It's on and, you know, it's just there for fair. And, you know, we're yeah. gonna we're doing our tailgate. Yay. Yeah, oh, like, my God. Hey, my daughter is having such a good time. Hey, shut up. Everybody stop talking. It's third down. Can't handle the second one. But you were saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I'm very thankful for my, my friend's group. Every single time we go to to watch games at each other's houses, it's an experience. But the second the game is on, you know, from from kickoff to to whistle, it's it's focus on the game. So I love my wife more than anything in the world, and she's been a trooper with this whole Bills thing. Again, she's not from Western New York. She did a residency here, and I knocked her up, and she stayed. Way to go! And yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the boys know where to land. 
Sure. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, and like she, you know, wears all the Bill stuff and she gets into the game with me and everything, but she has yet to wrap her head around the idea of zone defense focused Bill's game versus social Bill's game. Cause there have been probably now a dozen times since we've been married where she tries to get me to go over to someone else's house to watch the game oh, no, that no, she no, knows. No, 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 no. And I, I can't, I cannot, cause I'm not going to be able to not be a jerk to the person who invites me over. Cause they're going to just want to talk and be social. Yeah. Especially if you're their guest. Yes. Like I feel like just normal protocol of like social interaction. It's like, they probably feel compelled to yes. be like, hi, and welcome like, to my home. And like during the game, well, yeah, exactly. And like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Like, here's the thing, too. Like, this is going to make me sound like such a snob, but it's true. I can't wait. If you don't snob! Un- if you're not my wife and you don't understand football, I can't watch a game with you. That's, that's a bit snobbish. If you're not my wife and you don't understand the history of the Buffalo Bills and what is okay and what isn't okay... And what is cool and is not cool, I can't watch the game with you. Thank you for clarifying your initial snobby comment to make it even snobbier. I'll go a, f- a step further. Oh, boy. Uh, with my Bill season tickets, there are four people on planet Earth mm-hmm. I can take to the game with me. And I'm two of them. And not, be- <laughs> and not be completely miserable. And I have made that mistake early, early on in having my Bill season tickets, and I'll never do it again. Interesting. I have a rotation of four people that I know... I can enjoy the game with. Okay. And I want to know this. Li- I, I think I know three of them, but I want to know the. Oh, no, I'll, give you, I'll give them to you. It's you. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, Jimmy. Sure. Uh, my co-host husband from the break room. Uh-huh. I think it's three people. Three people I can handle going And your wife's game. not on that list? All right. I Dude, enjoy. what are you well doing? Oh, shut up. What are you doing? I Come do. on. You made a commitment to, in front of God. I will. Do- I know. I said Assuming th- he was in that park that day. <laughs> God's everywhere all the time, and you can do all things through Jesus. He's omnipresent. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. Well, I live here. I'm according to you. Okay. No, look, I will take my wife to games, and I love sharing it with her, and she has a good time and everything like that. During the game. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. Like, she, she gets into it with me, and she knows, like, okay, let me put it this way. She knows not to bother me. During the game. And she cheers when everyone else cheers. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and I know this makes me sound bad, she will have questions for me in the middle of a game while we're there, big moments where I'm just like, ah. mm. Well, um, as the great Adam Levine once said, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise that moves us along. Are you using Maroon 5 as a quote that's supposed to sound it's apt okay it's apt i'm sorry man you got to take one for the team it's your partner i know i bro i take her i i like i I invite her to go i took her you're here take a a, i invite her to go to games with me i enjoy the day with her but when it comes to the actual in the moment game give me a break give me a freaking break okay well that's you that's you shut up that's you man i'll take your wife to a game i'll take your ticket if you ever have to do something, Nana and I can go to a game to, to, together. Okay, great. You're going to come back and you're too much of a wuss to say to a microphone, but you're like, hey, remember that thing you said you were absolutely right. No, I think I have more of a uh, ability to multitask. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I definitely Man who is. does nothing for this show ever can multitask. Well, I can. when there are many tasks, I can do many of them. 
But if there's no task or one task, I'm not doing that. All right, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. All show you've been listening to all the crap we've been spewing <sighs> for the last hour just to get to this Bills Jets game, and we break it down next. Let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, Ray Beach Podcast. everybody right just passed out and we're back and we're here it's finally time we've waited all off season and we are just days away it's let's go duffalo the odyssey app where you get your podcast he's ryan duffy hello Insert patrick thing my name is pat duffy all right bills jets i can't believe it's here Primetime Monday Night Football live on ESPN in New York. Aaron Rodgers, that whole new team, all the expectations for that Jets team. This Bills team that a lot of people are down on despite the fact that the smart money is on the Bills winning this division and winning it by at least two games. Mm -hmm. All right, Ryan, let's start with the good news for the Bills. Bring it. You are a healthy Bills team. The healthiest. Yes, well, not the healthiest because you're missing Von Miller, but your offense is intact. Gabe is good. Steph is good. James Cook is good. Mm -hmm. There is no reason this team, now more comfortable with their offensive coordinator, a year of experience under his belt, veteran presence on both sides of the ball, cannot go out and handle business Monday night against the Jets. Love it. Can't wait. Not only that, Ryan. Bring it more. The Bills the last few years have been amazing under the bright lights of primetime. I know. Haven't they? They've been great. They did not lose a primetime game last season. Wow, you're right. I looked at it. I double-checked. Interesting. The Bills did not. And that includes Thanksgiving against the Detroit Lions, if you want to count that one. Right, right, right. And I, of course I count that one. It's prime time. Milo Timo. You can say what you want about McDermott and his in-game issues when it comes to major decisions. And his tinted sunglasses or tinted glasses all of a sudden. What's that all about? Yeah, he looks like Benny in the Jets. Yeah. Right. Just these <laughs> rhinestones on the outside of it. <laughs> but look, man, if they're the best... The strongest suit for Sean McDermott as a head coach is his teams are always prepared and ready to roll when the lights are the brightest. Yeah. Fair Even statement. if he does look like Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Go on. Did you pick a deeper? <laughs> I thought I was getting too deep a cut on 1970s Elton John. <laughs> well, those who are going to get it are going to appreciate it. And that's my audience. Yeah, that's really good, man. I mean, you know, all the best broadcasters. It's called broadcasting. Not narrowcasting. Broadcasting, yeah, how please. about you learn how to do a damn thing? Oh, please. You and your minimum wage ass earning podcast show doing. I'm here. The wild card in this game, of course, and we've talked about this at length the last couple of months, is how this Jets team will come together with all the new pieces. Mm -hmm. New quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Yep. New running back in Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, yep. Multiple new receivers. Mm -hmm. And even the ones that aren't new in New York have, or the ones that have been there, haven't played with Aaron Rodgers. Mm Mm-hmm. Their entire offense, including the scheme with new offensive coordinator and former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Nate Hackett, is different than it was last year. Mm -hmm. The talking heads have kind of made this a non-issue because Hackett and Aaron Rodgers work together with success in Green Bay. Yep. But Ryan, Hackett hasn't worked with 90% of this Jets offense. Yeah. It takes more than a quarterback to make an offense and game plan work. Yep. What makes these people think that the offensive line and the wide receivers and the running backs are going to pick this up no problem is my question. I think it's it's skin deep, you know? I think it's it's fool's gold to think that 
you are going to have all of these superstar players. And I know I was on the opposite side of this a couple weeks ago, maybe just because we're closer to the oh, season. Oh, yeah, you're massive so hypocrite all over the place. I'm sure, who cares? I, I think that with at least respect to the Bills game, even though I think it's going to be tough for the Bills to win, and I did pick that as one of the games <laughs> you're that they're going to lose. Oh, but I'm you're like, a hypocrite from 45 minutes ago. I'm not a hypocrite. Okay. I could see the Bills. I, like, Here's the thing, man. Because we don't know about the Jets mm-hmm. enough, I could see this being a game where the Bills just, like, everything's going together for the Jets. They're brand new. They're too many unknowns, all that jazz, and we just can't handle business. I'm more preparing myself for that to be a possibility. Okay. But long-term success, I don't see it, man. I don't see it for the Jets, I'm saying. Like, I think it's it's a little too skin deep, and, and even if they come out and blow the doors off the Bills in, the, in week one, I don't know how you can sustain that. Okay, so add to what we're just talking about here when it comes to this specific game, Monday Night Football, Bills, Jets. Yeah. There could be a massive lack of cohesion outside of the scheme for the offense. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers played two drives with the starting offense this preseason. Yep. On top of that, Rodgers the last couple of years has been a notoriously slow starter in the first couple games of the regular season. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, their new running back, just started practicing this week. Did he had a baby? Is that what I heard? I yeah, something like that. So he just got to practice. Now look, man, you have a baby. I get it. Go, sure, go have your baby. Yeah. But Delvin Cook's never played in this offense. He's never played with this offensive line, which is a massive question mark in this scheme. Mm-hmm. Is nobody alarmed by that? I mean, that's where I think it goes back to that skin deep thing. It's like, oh, you're just gonna put together like. This 99 player, this 97 player, yes. like, again, yeah, it's, it may work in a digital environment. I don't know how it can work in a, uh, in a, a live action one. What did I say two weeks ago? What did I say? That you are at the point now where you have too much talent on a roster for it to make it work. There is a reason why guys play their roles and win well. And I'll use the bills as an example. AJ Klein was released by the bills, sure. right? AJ Klein was a terrible football player when they signed him three seasons ago. Uh, yeah. It was a pandemic year, right? Yep. And in a matter of three weeks, A.J. Klein went from someone that everyone was making jokes about, and then all of a sudden that Seahawks game happened, mm-hmm. and A.J. Klein was a legitimate member of that defense until he wasn't in Buffalo anymore. Yeah. The Bills find a way to coach up their talent, mm-hmm. where it seems like it's the opposite in New York, where mm-hmm. talent does well despite what they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean- and if that's the case, when you don't have players accenting each other's weaknesses their strengths get weaker when they're on top of each other it's two knives dulling each other yeah i could i i definitely see the logic in that argument um and i definitely hope that's the case as a bills fan Mm. with all that said i still think at, at the very least in the beginning of the season it's too much of a wild card to just write them off and say that's what's gonna happen okay i think the smart money on is is on that playing out to what you're saying okay but um, but yeah, until we get on the field there, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for the Bills' chances on Monday Night Football. Okay, well, let's talk about money. I pulled the FanDuel up here. Uh, pull FanDuel up as we speak. Right now on the road, the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. Interesting. So a field goal. As of right now, yeah. I mean, Got a it. field goal, you know, look. Yeah. Yeah. Field goal, they, with all that being said. But then again, okay, you talk about you know, the discombobulation and all that stuff. There's something else you have to look at as you look further down the road uh, for the New York Jets, Mm -hmm. right? The Jets' first six games. You familiar? No. You ready? Please. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles. Yikes. You have no time to ramp up 
as the New York Jets. You are thrown right into the fire. Sounds like a great opportunity for a quarterback who doesn't have a strong start to the season historically. (laughs) So with that being said, when it comes to this Bills game Mm -hmm. on Monday night against the Jets in New York, all of the pressure is on the Jets. Yeah. In prime time, in New York, Jets fans got everything they wanted and the franchise bent over backwards to get it. Mm -hmm. If the Bills lose this game on Monday night, it won't be fun, Mm -hmm. but things are okay. The sun's going to rise. It'll be fine. And again, it doesn't mean anything for the rest of the Bills season because you lost the opener to the Jets last year. Everything worked out. You won the division by, what, two, three games? Mm -hmm. You lost the home opener two years ago to the Steelers. Steelers. You ended up playing in the greatest playoff game of all time, Josh Allen leading two fourth-quarter comebacks in under four minutes. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. If the Jets lose this game on Monday night, Uh it's a disaster. And I'll go even further. The Jets are playing for the Super Bowl every single week based on what they've done. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. If the Bills lose this game, there's going to be their detractors. But you're going to stand back, look at what happened, see what can be fixed, and move forward. Mm -hmm. Every loss the Jets take this season will be picked apart by every national media person, by every paper in New York. Reporters are going to ask pointed, bothersome questions to the talent in that dressing room. And if there's one person we know that can't handle that well, (laughs) it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the, the dark side of the, you know, anticipation and the, the coverage of, of a team and the high hopes and expectations of a team. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, do you think, do you see a world where the Jets, do you see a, a world where at any point, regardless of the score, that Jets fans are going to boo the New York Jets on the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the Bills go in there and they all of a sudden they're up 21. You think you're getting point, boo-birds? Oh, there's boo-birds are coming. Yeah, without question. Without question. Interesting. Even this early in the season. Yes. I could, absolutely, opening day, yes. I could absolutely see that happening. Think about what Jets fans are expecting. They legitimately think, not that it's a possibility they're going to win the Super Bowl. They are going to win the Super Bowl. And the way that the Jets have set this up, Think about this. Mm-hmm. A team, they have the longest playoff drought in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. 2012? 11 years? Does that sound right? Yeah, because it was us, and then it was the Browns, and then the Browns made it a couple years ago. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Okay, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure. Now, you can make the argument that if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl, the season's a failure, but you've been ramping up to this. You have experience. Yeah. The team is yeah. cohesive. The You know, the, 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 the flame... There's, there's been irons in the fire the entire time from the staff and all the players. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with New York. Yeah. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a disappointment on a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2012. That's really interesting. You know, like going back to what we were talking about, like the flash in the pan with Tampa Bay, do you think this is like an expedited version of like, oh, we're going to do that now? You know what I mean? Like, with oh yeah. Brady, but do, but did people truly think that the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl the year that Brady went there? Yeah, they did. But it was Brady. And but by the way, I thought that was stupid. I didn't think the Bucks were going to get pulled off. That's egg on my face. But there's a difference there with Tampa Bay too, because the majority of that team was already together. You brought in Brady. You brought in Gronkowski. There were other tiny little pieces there. Role players. Put them over the edge. Yeah, they put them over the top. This Jets team. I mean, the defense. Pretty much what it was last year, but mm-hmm. the offense, man, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, and that's and, and you bring up a really good point. Like this is assuming that 
the Jets' defense is not good. The Jets' defense is very good, you know? They were good last year. Sure, and so is the Bills' offense. Okay. So we're assuming that, like, the, everything's equal there if nothing's changed, okay. like, player-wise, uh, which it hasn't on the on the Jets' defense. So I maybe this is a circumstance where the Jets' offense doesn't have to be as good as it needs to be with such a powerful defense. Okay, I got news for you. Please. Bills' defense is really good the last couple of years, too. They've okay. been a top five defense the last three seasons. Yeah. Right? The Bills can get it done on both sides of the ball. Can the Jets? Mm-hmm. I don't know where they landed last year. What? Defensively? Yeah. They were one of the top defenses in the league. I'm not taking the that Jets, away from the them. The Jets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Saying. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'm not taking that away from them, but you got to score points. Sure. Sure. Okay. And against a team like the Bills, like they've proven that they can score points in, in uh, you know, uh, pretty extreme uh, circumstances. No, they haven't. I mean, they were both low-scoring events. Both of those games last year were. I'm low saying historically, games. like the Bills' offense is explosive. Oh, like sure. it, it can something can happen to where they can put points on the board. You can't like consistently rely on the defense holding a, a powerful offense like Josh Allen's. You know, to at bay for yeah, 60 so right. minutes. All right. So as we talk about all the pressure on the Jets Monday night, uh-huh. as we talk about how everybody but Aaron Rodgers and a handful of receivers that he wanted have never played in this offense before. Mm -hmm. There's one more thing you have to keep an eye on as we talk about the gauntlet that is the Jets' first six games. Again, I'll read them to you one more time. You ready? Please. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles. You have the AFC East winner. You have the AFC AFC and Super Bowl champion. And you have the NFC champion. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a part of that Aaron Rodgers trade that makes this season super interesting. What's up? So the Jets last year, or this season, excuse me, swapped their first-round picks in this past draft. They gave up a six-round pick in this past draft. And they gave up a second-round pick for this coming draft. Mm -hmm. That second-round pick becomes a first-round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this season. What? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's conditional. So it, that's not based off of his success. No, that's it's based off of on his the percentage time? of snaps that he takes. That's so dumb. Why is that? Because if they're not good, like, oh, like what? They're not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. So let's for, talk about that. Let's talk about that. If you get to week eight, yeah, okay, and the Jets are two or three games below five hundred, which is very possible, possible based on the schedule just alone. The schedule. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. And the Bills or Dolphins are up three to four games on you. So mm-hmm. you would have nine games to make up four games to try and win this division. You're more than likely playing for a wild card at that point, yeah. Do you sit Rodgers down? I mean, there's no there's no way okay. that they would sit Rodgers down. If I told you last year that a head coach who drafted a quarterback, what was, uh, was it second overall? Was Zach Wilson, was he second overall pick? Uh, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Okay. If I told you last year that... A head coach would sit down the quarterback he picked second overall halfway through the season to prove a point. Would you believe me? Because that's exactly what happened in New York. I uh, those You're are different f- circumstances. So I would make the Aaron Rodgers is like a twenty-year a vet. Oh yeah, that would be reason more to sit him down. I would make the argument that sitting down your second overall pick from the season before does far more damage to the franchise than sitting down a guy who can't get the job done because the game has passed him by and is going to cost you a first-round pick that, by the way, you might need to draft the next quarterback. I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares about that. And if you go scorched earth, as we've seen time and time again, mm-hmm. if you go scorched earth against Aaron Rodgers, you're coming right back. Come right back for you. Okay. So 
you're going to lose a first round pick and miss the playoffs on Aaron Rodgers. I think it's it's a given that the the Jets have have given up a first round pick. The only way I see Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. knock on wood because I don't want this to happen, sure. not playing sixty five percent of the snaps is if he gets injured. Okay, they would not sit him based off of performance issues. I'll ask you one question. Sure. Why would you include that if it wasn't in the back of their heads? Because I think that's that's an injury. Sixty five uh, is weird. Sixty five percent. Sixty five percent is a weird number. Yeah, I guess you're right. They included that. There. Well, I'm sure you have to negotiate that back and forth. That's what I'm saying, though. But yeah. the fact that it's sixty five percent, they included that there to give them the ability to sit him down if they're way out of contention at week eight, nine, or ten. Of course, anything is possible, but I would be extremely surprised if that scenario came to light. The point I'm making is this. Rogers leash might be shorter than everyone thinks. Oh, you're you're unless out they of your come mind. out on fire. Hey man, you're if I out of your op- mind. If he I- owns that team. He oh, owns that team. He owns that team as long as he's under center. Okay, so oh agreed, yeah. Like he's calling the shots. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Why didn't they trade Zach Wilson? I mean, I think they shot themselves in the foot as far as like what his value is. Like you said, they sat him down halfway through the season for Mike White. And then Mike White came in and played well, all things considered. Yeah, well enough, better than Zach Wilson what, did. He win, he, did he win a game? He won a game last season. Zach Will, or, uh, Mike White. Mike White. Did he win a game? I One, maybe? Thinks, I think, well, well I, all right, fair enough. I guess the, I, I don't know for sure if he won, but performance-wise, he definitely performed better than Zach Wilson. And from a grit toughness you know team player kind of perspective he definitely perform, outperformed zach wilson they kept zach wilson for a reason why is that exactly what i just brought up you need exact a, exact wilson lee why you brought it up you need a guy to go to in case your plan is to bail to save your first round pick look man i know it sounds insane but sitting down a second overall pick top five pick quarterback less than a f- full i don't think he played a full season's worth of games before they sat him down I think you're right. Something to think about. Yeah. Well, I don't, I I mean, like I said, that would be very shocking if that's the case. But again, you know, the, the Jets have shown us time and again that um, may not be the, you know, logic may not be the, what's it, driving the decision. And look, maybe this doesn't even come into play. Maybe the mm-hmm. Jets do come out on fire. Maybe yeah. they do win four out of their first six, five out of their first six games, and it's nothing you have to worry about. Right. But... But the fact that that clause exists in the deal, it'll be talked about if mm. things don't go well. So as if yeah. you could not put more pressure on this team, that clause is a massive, that condition is a massive, massive issue. If they don't start well, even if they go anything, or I wouldn't say, if they lose what you said, you gave six games, right? So first six games, yeah, you, yeah, you gave six altogether. Yeah. So like, if they come out of that with four losses, I wouldn't be surprised if I started to hear talking heads on, you know, the, the in the sports universe bringing that up as okay. something that could be talked about. Um, but for it to actually be acted upon, I would be shocked at any point in the season. I think that you're being very naive. Okay. I well, think that you, you're being, you obviously have your opinion and a microphone. So extremely, you also have a microphone. All right. So I gave you the first six games. Let's talk about getting the week nine. Week sure. nine is where it really comes into play. All right. So yep. we got up to the Eagles game. <laughs> Doesn't really get any better. How does it not get any better? Seven is giants playoff team. Okay. Eight is chargers playoff team. Yeah. Nine Raiders 
Chargers were barely a playoff team. But they were a playoff team. <laughs> sure, They're better okay. than the Jets. Right, fair enough. Nine is Raiders, but that's a primetime game. Mm. And then week 10, Buffalo. where you... What's that? Well, sorry, go ahead. Week 10, where if you're in trouble and you need a win to make this thing work, in Buffalo. <laughs> um, yeah. Just saying. And that would be great to just stomp them out completely. <laughs> week 10 at home. Well, it'll be interesting because we only saw Zach Wilson once last year, so to see him again. And he beat, I mean, he beat us. Um, yeah, all right. So maybe he gives you a better chance against Buffalo the second time you see right. him. 425 <laughs> in New York. decision there. All right, so here's the deal. A little bit of housekeeping for you. Yeah. Uh, the next time you hear us, we're going to do it on a Tuesday night because, again, the game is Monday night. You know, I'm not going to stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning to report a court podcast no for way. all people. What are you... You're asking blood from a stone, people. Calm down. Get out of here. Calm down. But we will get you the next episode, the uh, Tuesday night after that first game. Like, subscribe. We love you. Again, if you want to come out and watch the game, if you're in uh, Rochester, I'm going to be at the Bill Gray's Tap Room in Chiali for the Jets-Bills game on September 11th, Monday Night Football. And I'm going to be at my home, and you're not invited. Great. His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. We'll see you next week. But before we go... Go Bills!